welcome back for our podcast that uh, we have been doing for a while now, uh, trying to make uh, discipleship and this relationship with God be something more than just the routine of going and showing up to church. Uh, oftentimes, if you've been involved in a church life or you've been around uh, church, that's kind of what people talk about, or that's kind of the impression that is uh, put on us, especially uh, if you've grown up in that and you think that that's the um, the moral expectation. And although we believe going to church is a good thing and we're not trying to downgrade that, we want to expand beyond just going to church, but what does discipleship really look like in our everyday life? And that's the beauty of technology in this podcast format is you're probably sitting there doing everyday life while you listen to this. Maybe you're working, maybe you're cleaning, maybe you're driving. I mean, maybe you're exercising. You do all these everyday activities. And now we can talk about what does actually it look like to be with Jesus. And so uh, if you've been with us, you know that's kind of our format. We like to have open discussion. If this is your first time uh, listening, we're glad to have you and know that we're not trying to wrap everything up. We're not trying to solve everything. We really want to just get us thinking, processing evaluating, uh, maybe you may begin to making changes to move into a healthier relationship with God where you're at the center of it all is just being with him. Not what you do, not all the activities, uh, not the things that people just notice, but just being in relationship with him. And then from there, it would flow out into evidence that you were with him. And so, uh, again, if you're new, I'm uh, Pastor Dan Hartzler, the pastor at Refuge Church in Manor, PA. And with me, I have my two guys. I'm Mike. And I'm Ryan. And uh, these guys uh, are just kind of uh, joining in in this discussion and dialogue and uh, continuing on this process. And uh, we've been talking specifically uh, in this about the concept of forgiveness and how being with God and in relationships with others is going to require the understanding of forgiveness. So we've looked at it and we've defined it. We uh, even spent some time talking about forgiveness from God and what that looks like. And now we're kind of moving into some real practical uh, part of this about actually forgiving yourself, which can be a huge topic in of itself. And so, again, uh, we are not uh, trying to take the place of professional counseling. We're not trying to take the place of, uh, you know, everything is wrapped up in one little bow. We just want to begin to have these conversations and dialogues, and we would uh, encourage you to seek out counseling, whether that is within your church, with our, with your uh, maybe some of the leadership there, whether that's, again, professional counseling. Uh, but these are some of these things um, we need to talk about because this can be a real block. I, I remember having a conversation with someone sometime, and they're telling me, you know, it's really easy to tell someone else that Jesus loves them. It's not so easy to believe that Jesus loves me. And uh, it really dawned on me when that person shared that about uh, how much or how hard it is for them to forgive themselves. And at the core of what we believe and the core of our uh, belief in God is the idea that we have to have forgiveness of ourselves because uh, if we can't, then we don't believe in the powering work of Christ and the cross because that's what Christ said. He said that, you know, um, 
that, you know, if we seek forgiveness, if we come to him and find forgiveness, we will find it. He is faithful and just in that. And so if we can't allow ourselves to be forgiven because of the power of Christ, then we find him not to be faithful and just, or we find him not to be complete in that. In fact, even the Lord's prayer itself is part of it is forgive us of our debts. When we say forgive us of our debts, we believe that God is capable to forgive our debts. So there's something blocking that when we can't forgive ourselves, when we can't look in the mirror and move past, whether it's a choice we made, whether it was something was said, something we did, something we believed, uh, a period in our life, or whether it's just something we continually are in and struggling with and feel like we've run out of God's patience of forgiveness for us if we can't let that happen then then something at its core needs to really be looked at um you know mike we just throw out this idea of forgiving ourselves um do you find that easy hard uh what's your kind of definition or view of it like what's give me over a thought when you think about forgiving yourself yeah uh it's it's curious that we're talking about this today because i was with one of my counselors yesterday and we actually talked about this um and I wish I had some great nugget uh, to bring because of that, but I don't. I don't know that I do. But we were just walking through how, in my own life, um, you know, even from a young age, I have um, I have felt very much. I heard a pastor say one time, and and he said it so well um, that I knew God was supposed to love you, but I just didn't think that He liked me all that much. Yeah. Um, which I think is a, a common theme sometimes whenever I'm, I'm talking to people. And, and so I know I'm not alone in that feeling. And, uh, yeah, I, I, when it comes to forgiving yourself, I really struggle with this. I think at times, uh, historically I have, mm-hmm. um, it, it's been a wrestling thing, but I, I have to come back to kind of two places. Um, one is that it, you know, and, and we said this on an earlier episode about forgiveness. I think it was about the one with being forgiven by God. Like God is the aggrieved party. Yeah. Even when you offend somebody else. Yeah. That, that, that plays a role in there too. But, but ultimately God is the aggrieved. And if he says forgiven, then who am I to say, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Yeah. Mm. It's like, no, he, he fully comprehends. Mm. And he says forgiven. And that's hard. Like that's a different hurdle to get over, I think, but it's, it's an aspect of it. But part of that is I think in humbling yourself and just recognizing that you're God and I'm not. But I think the other thing is like, so like Satan is an accuser and he's the father of lies, which are distortions of truth. Right. Mm -hmm. But in, in the midst of that, like his lie is not necessarily the thing that you did. Right. Because most of us, like we know the things that we did. Sometimes mm-hmm. we champion them as stories that we're trying to laugh about, but most of the time we, it keeps you up at night. Yeah. The lie is that you're not lovable because of the thing that you did. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and so like learning to, to be able to like confront yeah. those memories and those thoughts and almost take them captive. Right. By like by Christ and, and, and to say, I'm going to set this at the foot of the cross because God said I'm forgiven. Yeah. Mm. And so therefore I am lovable and he already loved me because he sent Jesus. 
and you know, and you can just continue to go down that road, but that's probably what I, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Uh, you know, I appreciate you again, you shared, you know, again, we're not, uh, perfect, uh, in these areas and things we're working right. through ourselves. And, you know, there's real pain, there's real shame, there's real embarrassment with things that have happened, whether they're known. Um, and that's a whole nother topic that I've even realized, even with my own kids has grown up, you know, so, so much of what they're fearful of is, stuff being recorded or put on social media so that's blasted for everybody and it's like you know the the stupid things we did or i did as a young kid you know only a, a, a few of them saw it so i only had to deal with a little bit but now it's almost like it's a wide spread thing yeah so no pun intended forgive me if i brought this up on one of our earlier forgiveness episodes but there's a there's a scene in zachariah I think it is where um, it uses Joshua as the figure and it says he's before the throne of judgment Mm. and Satan is sitting there saying, you know, this and like, and just bringing all the accusations and bringing everything forward. And Joshua doesn't say a word, Yeah, Mm. doesn't say a word, but this advocate stands there and like in the can't, right? Like God says enough. Yeah. Bring him this robe, bring him my, like, it just dresses him in all these royal clothes. And Joshua didn't say a word. And it's like, it's, it's not, it's not that those things didn't happen. That's not what's said, but what is said is just like, forgive it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and and to your point, that's the second part of what we love to use here uh, all the time is the idea of feelings are good indicators of lousy conclusions. Yeah. So it's okay to acknowledge the pain, the shame, the embarrassment, the feeling that's associated with it. But what to your point, Mike, that's not the conclusion. And mm. as a Christ that's follower, good. we have to be able to recognize that how I feel in this is real, but not the conclusion because of Christ. And to say that how I feel trumps the conclusion I have in Christ is to diminish the conclusion I have in Christ, that your pain, your shame, your embarrassment, your feelings are, are superior, um, and that Christ is subject to them. And so, um, to me, that's been very helpful in, uh, dealing with my own uh, issues of that I need forgiveness for, because I can, I can acknowledge, yeah, I feel this. And, mm. and that's important because you don't want to deny that. That's how you feel. That's how you feel. That's great. But that's not the conclusion. And this is one of the gifts, I think, that Christianity offers um, that I, I don't know, uh, again, of any other religion or other worldview that, that can offer it the same way. I mean, right. it, uh, every other, uh, from my understanding of religion, comes to says, yeah, you feel this way, and now you need to work to get out now you need to do this to, to pay for it. Now you need to do this where we come and say, yeah, I feel this and I know there's nothing I can do to, to make up or pay for this, but I can receive the gift and the gift is the conclusion that is greater than how I feel. Yeah. So, uh, some powerful stuff. Ryan, what about you? I guess it's a, it's an interesting, um, to me, you know, it just feels interesting the the concept of, of forgiving yourself because, I think if you break it down, you think about, you know, forgiveness, truly there's a wronged party, right? And then there's someone outside of the wronged party who offers forgiveness. So, you know, I guess maybe it's a nuanced thing, but I feel like to me, it's more of accepting the repentance because can you actually forgive yourself if you were the one who did the wrong, Mm. you know, I feel like it's more of an an acceptance of, I accept this 
condition, you know, and, and that's, I think the beauty of it where, you know, I think we can really wrestle with, am I good enough, Mm. right. To actually be forgiven, you know, but, but then it's just, when you see that the forgiveness came regardless of you being worthy or unworthy makes it all the more, I think, precious and special is no, no, you were forgiven in spite of the thing. Mm. Um, you know, but, but I also think too, like there is, um, when Paul talks in second Corinthians seven about godly grief and worldly grief, I think that's something super huge where, you know, he says, um, you know, godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. And I, and I feel like that's probably this place that we can get caught in where even if we are truly born again, we can get sucked into this worldly grief of the things that, that we have done, right? Wrong that they are. Mm-hmm. Now they're almost leading us into this worldly, this, this death-like state where we can't get past it, you know? And, and I feel like it's almost like you can start to wrestle with your like sonship, you know, or you being a, a child of God, because I think that's truly what the enemy wants more than anything is, you know, to, to get you in a place where you're so beat up that now you're, I don't think I'm, I'm worthy to be a child of God. I don't Mm -hmm. think I, I am a child of, of God. Yeah. And, and I appreciate how you flesh that out. Um, I want to kind of pull a thread in, mm. in, in the midst of what you were saying, where I think, especially as you were closing it out, like that essentially removes dignity from you, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Like this, this dignity that has been given this sonship, this daughtership, this, this adopted heir, yeah. right to the throne. And I think going back to how you kind of started when it comes to like forgiving yourself, I think there's also in certain situations, like specifically with like trauma victims mm. and whenever they're walking through in different aspects of therapy, there's sometimes an important moment, um, whether they have inflicted trauma on themselves, um, and some semblance of self harm or someone else has done that where there's almost this act of like symbolically and meaningfully forgiving yourself. Yeah. And I, I to your point, like, cause you, you make a good one that like, well, if you didn't, necessarily do anything wrong like how can you be the one receive but like i think part of what that act is doing is saying even to your own self right like mm-hmm. in whatever that situation was and you're walking through it that no 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 like you don't owe me anything mm-hmm. like and just extending that dignity like mm-hmm. reestablishing that dignity of who you are even in that moment right whether you were saved or not like who you still were as an image bearer of the most high god yeah. and just walking through those different things so i appreciated what yeah and I think both, you know, what you guys are saying is, again, we need to make this clear. Uh, oftentimes, we tend to move towards destructive behavior because we can't forgive ourselves. And so you mentioned the word self-harm, but also, you know, certain indulgences, mm-hmm. whether they become addictive, whether that's, uh, you know, uh, alcohol, drugs, food, uh, entertainment, um, you know, uh, relationships, uh, overworking. These can all be addictive behaviors that we do because we don't feel like we are worthy of forgiveness mm. and we deserve that or we are trying to work out of it. So, so, so the reactions out of all those things of unforgiving ourselves or not forgiving ourselves 
can lead us down a lot of unhealthy paths. And, and this is why it's so important that we look at it and that we under, understand this. Yeah. And I, I think that's good too, because, you know, you, you have to also just on the flip side of like, you know, just even with, with Paul Godley grief, thinking of there should be some level of grief when yeah. realizing we have sinned against the most high God yeah. that leads to repentance, yeah. you know, because I think, right, you can just sit there and just start that self-deprecation, whatever, you know, just going down that yeah. almost feels like a black hole yeah. of, you know, look at me, 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 but once you look to Christ, you know, that is the yeah. place of receiving that forgiveness and, you know, truly yourself being able to walk in that freedom. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. You know, and, and also recognize, um, some of this is going to affect other people. We are relational people. And so your choices are going to affect other people's choices and, there might be actual consequences. So consequences are different than forgiveness, as we have talked about. There might be a consequence that the relationship that you had uh, might not be the same anymore. And that's the consequence of sin that we do. But yet we can still receive forgiveness, even though there are consequences. I, I think we got to really recognize that, especially you know, in, in some of our most intimate relationships, whether that's marriage or with our family, um, you know, sometimes we're like, well, I've forgiven myself or God's forgiven me. So you need to move past that. And, and we'll talk more about this in another episode, but uh, you have to also realize there's consequences. And uh, if you truly understand forgiveness and God forgiving you, you're going to trust God in what consequences are good for that situation. Uh, and so you uh, can't keep living in the shame to try to fix the relationship. You can't keep living um, in the unforgiveness of yourself in the relationship. You have to find that forgiveness, but that doesn't guarantee that the relationship will be what it was or, or look the same moving forward. There might be real consequences. And so uh, there's a concept. And, and again, we're going to talk more about it in other episodes, but uh, it's the idea of just, you know, being honest and real about situations and not dwelling in those things. And so you can't dwell in the shame. You can't dwell in the embarrassment. You can't dwell in, as I think Mike said, the, the condemnation that comes from Satan, the father of lies. Uh, we need to move into that place where we dwell in uh, the forgiveness of God and the, the, um, the, the, the moving in, in that healthy direction that God is calling us to. At the same time, there may be consequences that we're living through as we're moving in that direction. So that's kind of the, the real um, wisdom and discernment in these types of things is to be able to, to do that and understand that. And that's why, again, we're really trying to encourage you to, um, you know, if you're in this spot, to, to really seek good counsel, good wisdom. Um, and again, that can come in various forms, but it's very important to do that because, you know, we, we all have these things that we're holding on to. And uh, sometimes, uh, you know, another phrase we like to use sometimes is, you know, we say Jesus is in our heart, but grandpa's in our bones. That in our bones part is that, that our own way, we've always done it. And we've done it this way for so long. And we've never really 
gone back to find out the root of why we've done it to find the forgiveness that is needed. And a lot of times it's forgiveness of ourselves in that. And so uh, I, I think Ryan wants to add one last thing here. You know, it's just, just in our conversation, just reminded of uh, this woman, her name is Jean Guyon. Uh, and she just shared, it's a really profound thought, you know, just in regards of being distressed and anxious about kind of your own faults, you know, and I just wanted to read just like a little... Uh, a couple sentences, what she says. Um, she says, always guard yourself from being anxious because of your faults. Uh, first of all, such distresses only stirs up your soul and distracts you to outward things. She says, secondly, your distress really springs from a secret root of pride. What you're experiencing is in fact a love of your own worth. She says, to put in other words, you are simply hurt and upset at seeing what you really are. And if the Lord should be so merciful as to give you a true spirit of his humility, then you will not be surprised at your own faults, your failures, or even your own basic nature. Hmm. And it was really, to me, it was like, wow, like, you know, there's so much of us that we just don't like what we see, you know, in ourselves and we struggle to forgive what, what has happened, you know, and to truly accept and receive this gift of the mercy of God, you know, and I think it's just such a, you know, I think it's a revealing thing in us is Lord, you got to humble me. You know, I don't want to be in this place of not wanting to, you know, accept this, this free gift. Yeah, I think that reminds me of, um, is it in Acts when um, God uh, gives Peter the vision? That mm-hmm. in, in, mm-hmm. Um, and I know that this contextually is applying to it in terms of like the, the kosher laws and different things mm-hmm. like that. But one of the, the most powerful statements in that vision was, um, I think it's there, where God looks at him and says, do not declare anything unholy that I've declared holy. Mm-hmm. And just in terms of, of what you're saying right there, like, it's just, you know, like when he says it, yeah. like yeah. don't declare anything unholy that he's declared holy. Yeah. Hmm. Well, if there's anything we can do to, to help in any of this, we, we would love to do that. Even if it's just to be able to connect you to the, to the right place to get the help, you can uh, email us at info at church com at any time. And, as I've alluded before, and again, maybe you're sitting here thinking, but we didn't talk about this. We're going to keep talking about forgiveness and, you know, we're going to talk about forgiving others. We're going to talk about dealing with unforgiveness. We're going to talk about how do you, how do you think about the past, um, and still live in forgiveness and, and, and keep this dialogue going. So, uh, if you're able to, we'd love for you to, to keep joining us in this. And, um, you know, again, uh, God is a good God who, uh, freely forgives, and that is a gift that you can share with someone else. It's also something you can receive for yourself. And so when you look in that mirror, when you have those quiet times or you're driving or you're just thinking and you, you keep going back to the, to the worst of the worst or the moments that, that you think define you, just take that moment and say, I, I feel it, I identify it, I recognize it, and yet I'm going to trust in the conclusion of the goodness of the forgiveness of God, that he has claimed me as his own. He has made a new creation. The old is gone, the, the new has come. My sins are as far as the east is from the west, that he is faithful and just, and I'm gonna bet uh, my forgiveness on the character and the nature of God.